Welcome to WVU Marketing Communications Today, presented by the West Virginia University Reed College of Media, which offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications. Thank you for joining us. Today, we'll be discussing your career post-pandemic, how to reset, refocus, and level up with my guest, Bridget Boris Ambris. Bridget is a former TV news reporter turned PR and marketing professional with nearly 15 years experience working in communications across agency, corporate, and nonprofit sectors. She has media trained more than 350 spokespeople for organizations around the country and has consulted for brands such as Google, Angry Birds, Vestas, Boy Scouts of America, and Earth Day Network. Bridget owns The Consultant, a boutique PR agency specializing in communications planning, thought leadership, and media strategy. Through the years, she has also worked to place hundreds of students and young professionals in internships and jobs, and she is passionate about mentoring and professional development. Bridget currently lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with her husband, David, and three-year-old daughter, Brielle. And today she'll be talking about how for many of us, our career and professional development has really had to take a back seat to the many demands and evolving priorities in 2020. She'll discuss what the future of work looks like for Marcom professionals and how we can adapt and even thrive in this new environment. So whether you're trying to land your next gig or expand your network or get serious about professional development in the new year, Bridget Boris Ambris is going to offer us some advice on personal branding and how to refocus on your career goals. Hello, Bridget, and welcome to the program. Hey, thanks so much for inviting me, Amy. I am delighted to be here, and I agree. This topic is especially timely. I think a lot of folks are taking a step back. They are reassessing where they are in their careers and then where they want to be, but I'm also excited to be part of this conversation just because this is one of my favorite things to talk about anyway, just getting focused, making moves on the career front. So I'm looking forward to it. So where do you want to start, Amy? Fantastic. Well, you know, I'm really looking forward to discussing this too, really how to navigate a post-pandemic career path. And I agree, this is something that is such a relevant topic and one that I'm certain can offer our listeners real use because, you know, I think we all can agree that these are times of great uncertainty and change and the pandemic has impacted virtually all aspects of our lives, including in many cases, the trajectory of our career. So I was hoping you could start us off today by addressing some of the key differences in job searching pre versus post pandemic. Right, well, we're working differently. We're collaborating differently. We're prioritizing differently. And how we approach career development and more specifically the way we job search, that's changed too. Actually, I was, I was reading an article this morning that for many workers, the nine to five will become the three to two. And if you're not familiar with that, it's three days in the office, two days remote, and then two days off. And some employers might even cut down to a four-day work week altogether. So change is the name of the game right now. I'm really interested to see how that plays out. But 
for one in terms of, of the changes, the differences that we're seeing. Pre-pandemic, we actually attended industry conferences in person, believe it or not. And now I sit behind my computer screen in yoga pants and, and, and don't even have to stand a long conference line for coffee. I love that part. Um, I was actually talking to a couple of my peers about the benefits of digital conferences while we were attending the virtual PRSA icon back in, in October. But Gosh, you know, even before March, Amy, you know, I bet most of us couldn't even tell you what our default background was on Zoom. And that's assuming that many of us even had a Zoom account at that point. So when we think about differences, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, the office background is now suddenly important, right? Whether that's a virtual background or we're staging a professional look at home, I'll add that it's important to get comfortable in front of the camera, right? That's another point of difference. Interviews, meetings, those are happening by and large over video right now. So if you are, if you're someone who typically shies away from the camera, or you don't always think that you present yourself in the best way on camera, now is the time to practice because I don't see that going away, at least anytime soon. Another big change that we are seeing on the job front is that the competition has increased, right? Because employers are more open to remote work arrangements now versus in the past. And that means that there is suddenly a wider net of candidates that they can consider. So before a great candidate might have been overlooked just simply based on geographic location. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that location has become less of a factor for many employees over the past few years, but that became even more so the case since the pandemic, in my view. And, you know, just looking, you know, personally speaking, I'm based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I only have one client here. The rest of my clients are spread across New York, D.C., Chicago, California, and Minneapolis. So, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who has been in this business for about two decades, but then was cut from his position due to COVID. And I was telling him that, you know, I think employers care less about employment gaps or career setbacks right now. Um, Think of things like if you were furloughed in 2020, if you've been out of work longer than planned, maybe you didn't get that promotion that your heart was uh, you know, set out for. Uh, maybe you had to put your advanced degree on hold. Whatever the case is, I think that by and large, employers are more understanding. They're showing more empathy and more grace because they're in the same boat, right? COVID didn't just disrupt the lives of a certain group of people a specific field or a few geographic areas, uh, people around the world felt this and, and some certainly more than others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was definitely, it's definitely been a global impact on all of us. Mm -hmm. So those are excellent points, but you know, what advice would you have for someone who is interested perhaps in changing careers or wants to create a new direction for themselves in terms of how and really where should they start? That's, that's a great question. And this reminds me of a book I'm actually reading called Green Lights. It's Matthew McConaughey's new autobiography. And in it, he talks about his own experience with changing career directions. And he says, persist, pivot, or concede. It's up to us. You know, it's our choice every time. And that's just it. We all have choices as we consider a brand new start in this new year. And I think that's really exciting. So my counsel to folks is to first think about what you're searching for in your next position and, and create a list of what is most important to you. Because the average person, I think, somewhere works in the ballpark of 90,000 hours at work in their lifetime. 
that that's a third of your entire life. So it would be nice if that time was spent doing something that you actually love, right? You know, I would encourage folks to identify three to four people who have the job you want. I can't tell you how many times I've done that over the course of my career. Jot down a list of people who you admire in the industry or search specific job titles on LinkedIn and see who pops up, right? And, and that allows you to get informed about what it takes to have that job title, that homework, right? It per- pushes you to learn. Um, it, it gives you a benchmark, so to speak, and, and allows you to take steps forward. So look at these folks training their education, their experience. What does their career path look like? What professional groups are they part of? What conferences do they attend, right? If you are someone who's switching things up on the job front in 2021, make your connections aware of that. Friends, hear me when I say people cannot help open doors for you if they don't hear you knocking, right? So let them know. Lean on your mentors. If you don't have mentors, get them. Make that a priority because these are the folks who are going to help guide you during this transitional time. They will help expand your thinking. They're going to introduce you to new contacts. And often these are the people who see where we need to improve when we cannot. And I keep getting better at what I do in no small part, in my view, because my mentors don't share away uh, or shy away uh, from telling me when I've screwed up. <laughs> I mean, they are some of my biggest cheerleaders, but they believe in me enough to provide honest feedback so that I continue to improve. And I think that's really important for folks to consider. Excellent. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you know, how the candidate poll has really grown in this virtual world we live in now. On that note, what are some ways that um, job seekers can become more visible and really differentiate themselves in the new year? Right. Do what you say you're going to do and practice keeping your cool. And if you don't take anything else away from this interview today, you know, folks, please remember at least that because too many people don't do what they say they're going to do and they don't know how to keep their cool. So if you can do those two things, you're really doing yourself a favor. Uh, You know, as we were chatting earlier, you want to reach out to your connections, make them aware of your career goals. Oftentimes people want to help, but you know, they, they can't help if they don't know what you're working towards. And in our market, uh, job market of public relations and Marcom, employers expect to see online presence, right? Even more so probably in our industry than in other fields. And candidates with dated writing samples out there, people who don't have fresh campaigns, visible expertise, they don't have relevant materials. Those folks who don't have those things will be at a disadvantage, Um, You know, people are online, people are learning, people are working, they're collaborating, they're networking all online. So be sure to invest time to grow your professional brand on LinkedIn. Leverage the the capabilities of that platform to create articles and post content regularly. Uh, When we talk about engaging your network, just real quick, I want to make sure that folks know that when you comment on other people's LinkedIn posts, it enhances your visibility in specifically two ways. Number one, you stay on people's radar, right? You're popping up in the newsfeed more because that's just how the algorithm works. And number two, recruiters and others go to your all activity. Now, if you've never taken a hard look at your all activity, I would encourage you to do that right after this podcast because people can see your all activity, not just your posts, not just your articles, but they see the, the things that you've shared. They see that the posts that you've reacted to, 
how you've reacted to those posts and they see your comments on other people's posts. Uh, and, and that demonstrates when employers see that in your all activity, I think that demonstrates that you're in the know and that you're involved and that you care about the people and the space that you work in. Mm-hmm. And that you're active, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, to dovetail on that, uh, in June this past year, you co-hosted a truly fantastic webinar as part of WVU's Integrate Online Career Boost series entitled Nine Ways People Can Effectively Use LinkedIn. And you've touched on some of these, but I was hoping you could highlight some more of those tips for our listeners. Sure. Here. And, and, and first off, thank you. I, I appreciate that and glad that you found that webinar insightful. I think I said this then, and I'll say this now, a lot of people are on LinkedIn, but not a lot of people are leveraging LinkedIn to its full capacity. Mm-hmm. Now more than ever, LinkedIn is a big part of how we're networking in a post-pandemic world. So, you know, in even pre-pandemic, you know, I can't even tell you how many copy dates, new job opportunities, partnerships that started with a simple connection on LinkedIn. And now I think that's even even more important than it was back then, right? Uh, So make this platform an integral part of your job search if you're job searching, right? Consider LinkedIn your living resume, but even if you're not job searching, you want to use this platform to build connections and reconnect with old contacts. I talked a little bit about the importance of engaging your network and in what ways Uh, you can increase your visibility. But in that same vein, you want to publish content regularly within your area of expertise. Mm -hmm. And as you think of publishing your content, think of it as a a two-way conversation, invite people into that discussion, right? So if you are sharing a post on trends, turn it back to your your audience. Ask them, what, what other trends would you add to this list, right? If your post is in regards to finding a freelance videographer, ask your network, for connections, right? Make that a, a dialogue between you and, and your connections and try to go beyond just a status update. I think some folks fail to realize all of the different ways, the varieties that you can post on LinkedIn. When you go to publish a status update, you can post a status that relates to finding an expert. You can celebrate a teammate. You can create a poll. You can offer help, whether that help is pro bono or a paid engagement. You can write an article uh, and the article, you do that from within LinkedIn, which is LinkedIn's built in blog platform, if you will. So there's there's a great way for you to get involved and stay top of mind if, if you write. I personally like to take about 10 minutes every couple of months and just reassess my LinkedIn profile. So there's there's a tip. It's It's see if you are still sending the right message because that reflects your pop right? Your professional online presence and Mm -hmm. and that's part of your personal brand. You know, another tip I would share is make sure your street cred is up to date. And what I mean by that is, is your recommendations, your training, your certifications, make your profile fresh, keep it fresh, right? Add the featured section. If you don't already have the featured section, that way you can showcase recent projects and successes. Maybe you upload a recent presentation that you that you delivered maybe you share an infographic that you designed Uh, keep your feet moving Mm -hmm. and i would say before you start engaging people in a meaningful strategic way before you add the featured section i think the first place to start is make sure your profile is updated because the last thing you would want to do is start engaging your network 
driving more eyeballs to your profile and it not being complete or up to date, right? You want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward. Yeah, that's a great point. I also love in that webcast uh, webinar, I think you shared your screen and you put up a post where you had actively shared uh, an article, added hashtags, tag some people. Right. And in just doing that, it ended up getting something like 500 impressions in less than, you know, 24 hours. Right. But that's really an excellent example of how to really optimize LinkedIn so that you are more visible and like you said, top of mind. Um, so I know I personally am grateful to have the opportunity to do what I love and evident that you two have really a passion for what you do. Mm -hmm. What do you think are those most critical elements of finding that dream job or really having a great career? Gosh, that's, that's another great question. I, I have a friend, Alex Sachs, who's a morning anchor in Des Moines, Iowa, who just published a terrific Facebook post on this very topic a couple of weeks ago. She was shedding light on her dream job as a news reporter and talking about the power of a positive attitude. I, I think of Jessica Edwards at NAMI, Reagan Meggie at Fox 5 in New York, and Mike Fulton, who is everyone's favorite IMC champion, I think. Uh, but these are people who have a real passion for what they do. And I get inspired. Like every single time I talk to these folks, like I, I get, you know, so inspired. And I think passion for what you do is critical. I couldn't imagine doing anything else other than what I do for a living. And I think to have a great, successful career, you've got to stay humble and hungry. You need mm -hmm. to be smart enough to realize that you don't know everything and be willing to roll up your sleeves and work hard. It's important to take initiative and set goals. We all have the same amount of time, right? Use that time more effectively because we are what we repeatedly do, right? So create the routines, build the forward moving habits. Don't focus on perfection, focus on progress, right? And always seek to gain new experiences outside of your nine to five, right? I can't tell you how much just rich experience that I have gained through the years by trying to find new opportunities outside the confines of my, my day job right? Being sort of a self-starter and pushing myself, challenging myself in, in different and new ways. So I would, I would encourage you to do the same. And I think this is a familiar saying, uh, you know, it might be somewhat cliche, but I, I think it holds true is, you know, it's not who you know, um, or it's not what you know, excuse me, it's who you know. And I think that that is especially true in our business. Certainly important for you to have a level of competence to do your job. The experience, the background is absolutely important. But man, relationships are gold in this business. So cultivate relationships with mentors, join professional groups, deliberately grow your network. Because when you do that, that puts you in contact with a variety of smart people who can sort of provide you with the, the advice, the recommendations at, at different stages of your career. Well, speaking of experience and relationships, over the past decade, you've helped hundreds of students and young professionals secure internships and job opportunities around the country. What quote unquote old career <laughs> advice do you think still holds true for 2021? Yeah, I'd say, you know, we might have already touched on some of this a bit, but I guess I'd add 
proactive people will rule the market. They did then, they will now. And this goes back to what I was saying about taking initiative. So let's say you're job searching. You might want to create a target list of companies that you might like to work for. Then start connecting with the people who work at those companies on LinkedIn. Follow that company across their social media feeds, right? Do your homework. Uh, maybe, maybe you have a goal of three actions every day aimed at moving you from being unknown to a more known, credible, potential talent, if you will, right? Create those actions, whatever makes sense to you. Have a plan, be focused. Uh, I would say that a positive attitude is, is, is advice that, that will, you know, do you well. It, it did pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, have a positive attitude, have an interest in lifelong learning. Those things are so mm -hmm. critical to your success in any field, not just PR and marketing. And remember that feedback is your friend. And I'm not talking about listening to the mean-spirited criticisms and put-downs from people who aren't even in the arena with you, right? I'm talking about helpful feedback from trusted sources. This will still be critical to moving forward in a post pandemic job market, in my view, that 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 advice will not go out of style. It's that growth mindset. And it really is critical. Right. So, you know, a lot of our listeners are students. What guidance can you offer recent graduates on how to best build a career and grow their network in the era of remote work and virtual events? You know, folks might want to look at setting a goal to make, let's say 10 new connections on LinkedIn every day. Maybe you push yourself to join one to two professional groups over a 90 day period. Uh, identify three professional mentors, right? Uh, maybe you look at places like LinkedIn or HubSpot that offer free online learning courses and set a goal for yourself. Do you wanna complete one of those learning courses every month? Do you wanna do it every other month? Do you wanna just say, you know, I wanna, tackle six a year, right, um, at your own pace. Those are things that I think we should be considering uh, or that you should be considering if you're a new grad. I think, you know, think about things like, do you have a professional headshot? Clean up your office background and get better at presenting yourself on video, right? We touched on that earlier. Prepare for those upcoming Zoom meetings and interviews. Have you thought about your personal elevator pitch, right? Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself. That's that's my overall counsel to recent grads who are really looking to build their career here in the new year. And I'd say don't limit yourself to, to only looking for roles in your own backyard, right? Now is the time to start looking more broadly because work from anywhere roles are becoming increasingly available. Exactly. Well, I think we have time for just one more question here. On a personal note, can I ask if and in what ways are you planning to make changes to your own career in 2021? Right. The infamous question. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the latter part of 2020 has, has been about rest and restore. And, you know, as some of you might know who are listening to this podcast, I was one of the 865,000 women-ish 
in America who stepped out of full-time employment just in the month of September. Now, now mind you, my full-time uh, for me was, was about 70 hours per week among the different hats that I wore. And on top of that, just trying to, to care for my toddler because our child care plan had been thrown out the window like, like many other parents. But, you know, I'm working far less than I was and that's by choice. I think that oftentimes for me anyways, true progress requires stepping back or stepping away. And the pandemic brought into sharp focus for me, you know, what my priorities are and the kind of meaningful work that really sets me on fire. And so that's some context and backstory on my 2020, but that sets the stage for my 2021. You know, in this new season, I'm planning to do a little more reflecting and recharging, just like many of you. Uh, that's so fantastic. And I think we are all right there with you. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that is all that we have time for. Uh, Bridget, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. And thank you so much for joining us and sharing all your advice and tips. Um, I have just one last question. How sure. can our listeners contact you or find you online? Right. Well, thank you, Amy and WVU. I hope that you listeners out there found this helpful. Please reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm at Bridget Borst Ombris. I'd love to link up. And in the meantime, let's let's make 2021 the year of opportunity, friends. I'm ready to get focused and level up with you. <laughs> Fantastic. So you've been listening to WVU Marketing Communications today. Thank you for joining us. And special thanks to our guest, Bridget Borst Ombris. Be sure to visit gowvuedumc today. That's go.wvu.edu slash MC today to view our upcoming sessions, listen to previous recordings, and subscribe to receive updates.